What's the greatest obstacle or challenge facing you on your path to becoming financially free? For most of us, it's the time it takes to even focus on it. We're so busy with our lives that we don't even know where to start. Come join Joey and I and the team in Nashville, Tennessee, August 9th through the 11th, as we break down the different ways that you can become financially free and introduce you to different strategies and speakers who can help you on that first step. You have questions? This event is designed to give you the answers, to take action fast, to turn the decades it's taken us to learn this and turn them into days. Don't hesitate. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash live. And don't forget to use the promo code podcast to get a deep discount. All right, Russ, uh, have you uh, have you finished licking your wounds over in the corner? Are you talking about this past weekend? Yeah, I'm talking about this past weekend. Is there another place that you had daggers in the, in your back that I need to know about? Oh my goodness, y'all! If if you had only been a fly on the wall this past Saturday, as Joey and I sat in front of a angry lynch mob of people, <laughs> as we described our plan, our future plan for this beautiful home that we had just purchased that we were so excited to purchase subject to right joey yes like, i mean like it, that's exciting where we didn't have to have our own mortgage we were able to just take over the payments of the previous owner's mortgage we bought the house subject to their mortgage and we're sitting in front of this this angry lynch mom but unfortunately <laughs> unprepared unprepared for them to be so stinking angry unprepared for the ridiculous irrational comments that came out of us describing how we're going to use this beautiful home to host groups and families for years to come that's going to going to see this place unite people in an in a time where people have been divided and isolated and man there were so many cool adjectives and stories we used to describe what we were going to do and once we were finished sharing the future of, of the property and, and, and showing them the amazing renovations we were going to make to the property, talking to them about how the property was going to bless the neighborhood by charging a 5% fee to all guests on Airbnb, VRBO, or direct bookings, and how that fee could cover the, the neighborhood's fees to, to maintain the roads. And even once more, Joey to take that money to pave the stinking gravel roads that are just a bane of my existence <laughs> after covering all of this beautiful stuff. So do you, do you guys have any questions or concerns? And I, I sat up there, Joey, and I felt like the guy at the circus on the little wheel that gets strapped arms wide, legs wide, and just allows people to throw daggers as he's being, <laughs> being turned on the little table. I, that I is the that best guy. visual. That I is was the that best guy, visual. Joey. Like, let him in on some of the things. Just, I, I think it's just really interesting. Like, there's times where I think we we want to share successes, but I think there's times where you need to learn from the things that we're doing, so that maybe you won't make the same mistakes <laughs> that we've made. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't know if we have time to go into all the detailed responses that we received. But what, what we did receive 
was Russ and I have knowledge about how short-term rentals work. And the ex- the whole angry mob could probably not spell STR <laughs> because they have no knowledge. They have no experience of how people would treat an, a short-term rental when they are paying upwards of $2,000 a night. And so if you can imagine, it was everything from, I don't want people peeping at my daughter at the pool to, I don't want people driving through my neighborhood at breakneck speeds to, I don't know if they're going to throw crazy parties where people are dancing and singing and drinking to their heart's delight. And this pool that you have out back, it was a litany of those concerns (laughs) And they totally disregarded any of our safety protocols that we have in every one of our short-term rentals, of which, Russ, to your point, we have hosted more than 6,000 nights in over the last 18 months and had two issues where the guest had to be removed. Mm. So it, it was an absurd experience, but it was one that I think, Russ, you and I can learn from and to know that we have to address the fact that the unknown is scary. It's fearful. And you have to bring knowledge to the table and make sure that people know what they're getting into. But I I gotta tell you, man, I, you you took one for the team up there. <laughs> I was there in support and I was trying to speak logic into an illogical room. But hey, you know, we're going to be better for it on the other side. No, no doubt. It, it definitely was an interesting, humbling experience. I think you and I w- were, were walking with the Holy Spirit that day. There was, <laughs> there was plenty of opportunity for us to respond defensive and aggressive and, and to talk down to someone. And I, I am so grateful looking back on that moment that I can be like, we didn't do that. And we, we, we didn't address the irrational and emotional and put them in it and make them look bad. We just listen and we would never speak to who those people are. But I would just like to tell you, if you're ever in a situation that you, you need help like that, just go to the Lord. <laughs> That's what I was doing in the middle of that talk. It, it was, it was great. Now that had nothing to do with today's podcast, except for Today's guest contributed to us being able to purchase that house. He's a realtor, and we help, he, he helped us draw up the transactional part of the, the contract because we did, we, we did a, a direct agreement with the, with the seller, but he helped us with some of the, the paperwork. He actually showed up to the lynch mob just to see what was going on. He, he was back I thought I saw him eating popcorn at one point. Yeah, it was <laughs> such a good show, but... But today's episode, I think, is going to be a great one for you. If if you've been on the fence on, does this concept of infinite banking really work out? How does it work out? This is one of one, one of our clients that has probably been doing it the longest, and he has been practicing what what we've been preaching. And he he's really been a great student and somebody who has helped his family, both him and his kids start moving toward financial freedom. I think it's just going to be a great story for you to hear uh, just real practical ideas, just simple stories of how this has changed 
his future. And I hope that it'll be one of those things that's an encouragement to you today. Hopefully, Joey and I's funny story of what we went through, it can be also a thing for you to know what not to do. If you ever have that scenario, reach out to us. We'll we'll, we'll kind of write down all the list of things that we would do differently if given another chance. But Joey, let's, let's not take any further ado. Let's jump in to this episode with Chris Fondero. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Chris, there was a time in your life where somebody was out there panicking because they owned all the pork belly future contracts and they were sell, 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 right? Because they wanted to make sure their kid could get the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. They want to make sure their wife was going to make love to them. That was important. And, and there you are, right, on the other end of this thing, bye, bye, bye. That now, 30 me. years later, your wife is still holding this idea of why in the world did you take our money and buy pork belly futures? I, I need to challenge every time you bring me an investment idea. And I mean, it was a $200 investment with a buddy. I thought this was a no brainer. We'll be rolling in it. It was really just for beer money, but <laughs> it turned into a 30 year nightmare that I am still living to this day. Mm. <laughs> well, Man, you, I, did y'all at least get some bacon out of the deal? Nothing, not a zero. Never, I don't, that guy was even in my wedding, and we brought it up at that point as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beauty of this is the story gets much better. Chris has been a part of our community for a long time. We go way back, and we were having conversations ten years ago, Chris, about how are we going to 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 create a different future. And at that point in time, we did we knew a fraction of what we know today, right? We started finding little bitty methods to get you closer to what we thought was financial freedom. For those listening, kind of walk us back through some of the things that, that you started doing 10 years ago. And I want to kind of move forward to how you've transitioned and, and what the future looks like for you. Sure. So 10 years ago, I had I still have three daughters, but 10 years ago, they were, you know, the oldest was 12. Uh, I had cars coming up. I knew I had colleges coming up and I knew I had weddings coming up and that's, and y'all are dads of daughters. So, you know, everybody you meet that finds out you're a dad of a daughter, they mention one of those three things. And I remind you constantly, constantly remind. So, you know, every day I would think about what are we going to do? So, uh, through Russ's persistence, uh, we jumped in with two policies. Uh, one on me and one on my wife. Um, it has grown to, I think we're doing our uh, seventh or eighth policy. I just did one with uh, uh, with Ernie today, actually. I sent my, sent my money in today. So that one will be kicking off. And that one is great because, Joey, it's a tax policy. I, I did it from our the money that we would take from our business for taxes, and we're going to turn that into a policy that grows and grows and grows, and eventually uh, will you know be my retirement ride. 
So, right. so if, if you're listening to this for the first time, you don't know what when Chris says policy, he's referring to the infinite banking concept where he's built a system for his cash to flow into that's become his warehouse of wealth. So, Chris, you, you now have built an, an expanding system. It continues to get bigger and bigger. So you, you said, you know, 10 years ago, you were thinking about colleges. You're thinking about right. weddings. You had all of these things on your plate. Keep going. All right. So uh, three daughters, three cars, uh, three daughters, three colleges. Um, I've got two in college still. And while they're on the rifle team and get most of their college paid for, I still come out of pocket with a little bit, but it doesn't come out of my pocket. It comes out of my policy pocket. Mm. Uh, and I had a wedding. Uh, my oldest got married uh, right as COVID hit. So it went from a $40,000 ordeal down to about a $10,000 ordeal. So I, that was a win. And we did it on the dock of a, of a lake house that we bought uh, like two months earlier using the policies for our down payment. I mean, it, this uh, just, it was life. This, this was a life changing move, these policies mm. and uh, stroked her a check for the difference or some of the difference to help them get into their first home. Uh, financed a truck for the son-in-law. Um, and now we're doing private lending and send, I'm, I'm investigating syndication. That's our next step. Well, so uh, let me ask you this though. It sounds like there's a, there was a change yeah. from at the outset. And I would say is not unlike where Russ and I came from was seeing the system as a means to almost on a defense right? Like, yeah. oh, well, how do I pay for these things? How do I afford weddings and cars and things, which was exactly the mindset in which I approached infinite banking to begin with. But then you just mentioned, now we're going into private lending and yeah. looking at the syndications and things like that. So that's more on the offensive side of building passive income streams. What, when did that kind of occur uh, in your mind? And then how did you take action on that? Sure. Well, when the son-in-law needed uh, to borrow money for a truck and I had the money sitting there not doing anything, um, listening to podcasts and immersing myself in this whole uh, community, I realized, wait a minute, these little guys sitting here need to be at work. So I worked a <laughs> deal with the family member to, okay, I'll, I'll finance your truck. Um, this is my, you know, I have a certain interest rate for family members because that's our infinite banking system. That's what Nelson Nash says, use it to help your family. And then we turned it into, I still had some left over. So I called a buddy, David Karcher, uh, the, the uh, reverse mortgage guru. And he had some ideas and we partnered on a couple things and it's just been incredible. They've been, the, the little guys have been working. Now I, I'm going to say little guys before Russ can talk anymore. Um, <laughs> I like to I like to get it in while I can because I know yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. rare it's a rare current. Um, so obviously the first one you mentioned was lending to a family member. It's almost like a not an obligation, but it was almost like hey, this is a natural next yeah, thing. That's well, what we do. Well, what was there anything that you kind of learned about yourself? that said, Hey, I want to get into this private lending in other ways. Um, with what you mentioned, like working with David on some deals. Sure. No, the, uh, 
I knew I'm in real estate, have been selling residential real estate for over 25 years. Uh, I know I don't have the time to invest in uh, managing a long-term rental or managing a short-term rental or any of that. So even before you came out with your investor DNA, I knew I needed a passive, I needed a truly mailbox income. And so looking at what y'all were talking about and talking to David, I've identified a few things that I'm comfortable with that I can just hand over the capital, you know, and wait for the returns. So it wasn't money I needed right away. So we set it up kind of in a longer system to help them get started and on their feet. Uh, a lot, lot better than what the bank was offering him. And uh, that's how that's how it worked. And then still immersed in this system, got took the investor DNA, realized that, hey, yeah, I'm a I'm a classic reformer. I want to be a part of the party. I just don't need to lead the party. Uh, and so it it worked out great. High I, uh, S and C. And it's so funny. God is so good. My wife is a straight D. All she is. So we've got all four of the, you know, the personalities right here at this table. So Just wrapped up. But by the way, for those who don't know what Chris is talking about, he did not call his wife a bad name there. He, he was, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> a, a D stands for driver. Okay. Just, I'm just trying to make sure we keep Chris out of trouble. I don't want anybody who may know his wife calling her be like, you wouldn't believe what your husband just called you for the whole world to hear. Russ, I remember my dad specifically say to me, Joey, you got to go to college. I don't want you to end up like me. And you know what my dad was saying is in order for things to change, things have to change. You can't end up just like me. Well, I think, I mean, we, we as parents, sometimes we take on the burden thinking about our kids and, and how we want something better for them. And we want to know what will their future look like if I don't take action, if I don't do something different. See, in my house, I'm the role model. You're your kid's role model. And the buck stops with you. It's time to take action. If you're ready to take action, join us at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get started on your own journey to financial freedom. All right, let's jump back into this episode. I want to go back to a couple of points. You, you made one statement that this was life changing. And obviously it allowed you to do a lot of things. But yeah. what uh, really about it, what was life changing within what you were doing? Uh, Russ, you and I sat down at the beginning of this and I realized I was going to be 97 years old before I had enough money to retire. I, mm. uh, I see light at the end of the tunnel a lot sooner than that for us now. And what happened when Melissa and I, my wife and I got on the same page with this, uh, there is an optimism and a hope and, uh, there's less despair than what I used to have going into work and doing what we do for a living and, you know, all this extra. So that for me was the life changing part. It, uh, I see where we can do something else when the grandkids come along. Well, we were just talking about this, Chris, on another podcast about the retirement calculator we have in the community. And we use that mostly as a motivational tool. If you're, if you're not a member of our community, you can go to what'swhatwallstreet.com forward slash passport and you can join up 
And one of the things on the left side of the menu bar there, you can see it says retirement calculator. When you, you go in there and you enter in all of your information, your age, your income, how much you're saving, how much you have saved. And it will even ask you a question, which is really more to kind of give you an idea of how you're comparing and what you want your financial freedom age to be. But when you hit calculate, it's going to tell you how long it's going to take you to get to the, what you need based upon Wall Street's calculations to become financially free. And for most people, it is something, you know, 80, 90 years old. And that is one of those things that sometimes just it is such a detriment, such a prohibitor of us moving forward that we don't take the needed steps. And I, I know I've watched you over the last 10 years make the steps, take the steps, get closer to financial freedom. And the next thing I want clarity on, you keep referring to these little guys. And I know we were talking about kids a second ago, but that, I know that's not what you're referring to. But talk to us about the little guys. No, it's the dollars that are just sitting there not doing anything. Uh, those are my little guys, and I'm going to put them to work every chance I get now. I know exactly how much is uh, what my outgo is coming up. I know what is sitting there in those accounts. And so I am looking for opportunities uh, for them to get out there and do some work for me. And again, it's this, it's this community, uh, you know, being inspired by Mark, the Gooch, Haraguchi being, you know, he's, he's signed off uh, of his day in and day out. He's doing his passion work now. Uh, it's that kind of stuff and learning how he did it and what he did it, how, you know, what he did with his little guys. And yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm referring to. They're out doing the work for us. I I love the fact that uh, we've known each other for a long time, but it feels like in the last two to three years, you've just kind of turned the switch. Like something has, has, has gone off and you're like with a new kind of renewed passion towards, really getting to this financial freedom, how would you define what your goal is now uh, in terms of you and your, you and your wife, what, what does financial freedom look like for you today? All right. So uh, our first step of financial freedom is uh, to bring her home. Uh, She, she works at uh, the university here uh, at at the hospital. Um, She likes her job, but there are days when she wouldn't want to go in. I know grandkids are coming. Uh, Lord willing. And uh, if she wants to stay home with them, I want that for her. So uh, with the formula, uh, passive income greater than monthly expenses, I know exactly what my monthly expenses are uh, through Profit First, another course that I learned through Russ and y'all talking with, uh, I can't even pronounce his last name, but Malawakalaka. When I heard that, I went immediately uh, to our business, redid how we how we treat our income coming in on our business. It took me a little while longer to set that up in our personal uh, stuff because I had to really get a, a handle on what we were spending. My Parkinson's law is expenses will grow to meet income. Well, Melissa's law is if there's if there is money to be accessed. Chances are it's already been accessed. <laughs> so turning, taking the profit first and putting it into our personal finances where the first thing that goes out is the tithing and the giving. 
The second thing that goes out is everything I'm pushing into these policies, all the money I'm pushing into these policies. And then whatever's left over is for her to spend however she wants to. So, um, within reason. Okay. I'm not <laughs> a husband, but anyway, to answer the question, uh, that's, that's what we did with it. That's what, uh, that's what has changed and moved us forward. I don't know if that answered the question. I got so excited about my Parkinson's law versus Melissa's <laughs> law. Oh no. Yeah. We're 25% of the way there. Yeah. That's huge. Of the way to financial freedom in, and really, Joey, it was only about two years ago that I really started. I, I, the family banking is important, but the stuff that is going to get us passive income uh, started about two years ago. And we're 25 percent of the way there. And I see a path where within the next three to four years we will be where we need to be. Let me let me ask you a question. How does um, your wife see what you're doing now compared to buying pork bellies 30 years ago? Uh, well, she Just still reminds me of the pork belly future. Uh, <laughs> but if I sit down and uh, show her the good graphics and show her how this is, how this money is somewhat protected, um, then it's it works out really good. I think that what you've kind of laid out for us is that there is clarity. Right. And we keep clarity. referring to that in the in our in our three step process that the first step is that you got to be clear on what the goal is going to be. And then it is even clearer is helping you see what financial freedom is. You just laid it out. You're 25% of the way to financial freedom. That's amazing to know what that is, right? And to also yeah. know that the time that it took you to get from zero to 25, you don't have to triple that to get to 100, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have the, the needed blocks and foundations in place to accelerate now to 100% really, really quickly. I'm so excited to hear the things that you're doing. You talked a little bit about the community. You talked about, I know you've joined a lot of the the calls. There's some people that are listening to this, Chris, that are not a member of the inner circle. Talk a little bit about your experience in there and, and how that's helped you along your way. Yeah. the uh, So I've got about a 30 to four, well, about an hour drive in. Uh, two or three years ago, I started back when y'all first started doing podcasts and I, I have listened to everything y'all have put out there. And so number one, that's part of the community. Uh, about two years ago, I was involved in the inner circle and I started listening through, uh, you know, the first part of the, is the podcast part. And the next part is where we get to ask questions of the coaches. And I'm telling you what y'all say, you've got the greatest financial coaches out there completely agree uh ernie jd mark i mean this is the they are actually doing it and in listening to how they did it it inspires me and gives me ideas on how i'm going to do it so the the community has been um that that's just been a big key in this whole practice because i'm uh, i think when we were investing in pork belly futures and stocks and stuff like that we had no idea the money would go out and you know, we'd wait a quarter to see what that statement actually did. Uh, now, if I have a question, I can get on the phone with Ernie in, you know, in a day, he'll call me back. Uh, and I can throw it out to the community and get 10 different, you know, ideas on my, on how to solve a problem that the, uh, that 
that website y'all have, the app, it it opens yourself up to a world of ideas and a world of people who are doing these things every day. So you you started out investing in pork bellies, then you started buying life insurance policies and building this system, and you've taken it, you've been able to finance cars through your infinite banking system, you've been able to finance college, wedding, a down payment on a, a on a lake house, now you're doing private lending, you've lent money to your son-in-law, you're, you're looking at other investment opportunities through syndications. Talk to us about the future. How How is this, though, is this going to end with you? Like, is all this knowledge going to stick with you and Missy, or are you guys finding a way to no, extend it past you? Yeah, that's the beautiful thing. So the son-in-law and the daughter, uh, we've sat down and started working on their uh, financial freedom plan. Uh, they know where they want to go and what they want to do. Their next step is to, to get with Ernie. She's been a member of the community for a while in the observation mode, she's my firstborn. So as you know, firstborns are going to be a little bit more hesitant to jump in. Uh, that's what I'm seeing with Lily. She's, uh, she's learning and, but she absolutely sees what's going to happen. Uh, the other two are in college, but they still ask questions and I still show them how their policies that I purchased for them last year are, you know, what they've done in a year and what they're planning to do and what they're going to do 20 years from now. Uh, so it's just being able to see that uh, and gets us set up. And then my David Karcher, my hero, bought a policy on his grandson like four days after he was born. And he showed me those numbers. And I am floored. This kid is going to be set. Uh, he's going to be able to do, you know, anything he wants, short-term rental, long-term, I mean, anything he wants at a certain period. And it's not going to be, you know, that he's going to have to go to the bank to do it. He's going to have the cash in these policies to do a life. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm inspired. These guys are uh, all of them, uh, the coaches, the community members, friends, uh, it's going to go a long way. I, I don't see it ending. Well, it, as you listen to this podcast, I know, that you've got to be inspired by hearing Chris's story. If you're if you're somebody who has been kind of in observation observation mode, as Chris's daughter, uh, as he was describing, is and and you needed to to hear this to help you have that motivation to say, man, it, this could be possible for me. This is something that could help me bring my spouse home, or this could bring me home, or this could be the thing that my kid needed to hear so that they don't have to go through the same process that I've endured over my life without knowing these things, then I'm just going to call you to action. You can jump on a free call with one of our coaches. Go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash free call. And on there, as Chris was just laying out, one of these coaches are grateful to help listen to your story, hear where you are, and point you to the next right step. And we don't know what, what that next right step is for you, but we know that financial freedom is available to us all. The, the, the work to accomplish it is hard, but the formula is easy. And thankfully, to people just like you, Chris, who are out there taking action, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. It's just one of those things that we just needed to hear today, right? There's sometimes we, we interview guests who are sharing these amazing passive income strategies with us, and we're all sitting there taking notes, trying to figure out 
what what that meant what what did they say there and and how do, can I process that and we have to go back and listen four or five times to see if it's a good fit for me but I think we needed this today Chris we needed you to come on and just share your your story of how this has been as you said life changing for you and your family and and I, I know that it's going to change your kids and your future grandkids as future because you guys are one who are, are givers. You're not going to allow anything to die with you. You're going to keep pushing it and sharing it with the world, just like you're here today. So thank you, man, for being on here. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks for putting it together, Russ. Joey, I'm, I'm proud to be your friend. Well, thank you as always for listening. Um, we hope you got some value from this. If you did, please share it. Please rate and review us so other people can find us and uh, we will catch you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.